Hey, Glitter Gators, this is your sticker queen, and you are listening to Glittergate the podcast. Embrace the sparkle. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. Introducing your hosts, Murphy Rule, Commissioner Birch, and Dr. Chad. All right, welcome into Glittergate the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Murphy, checking in with my two normal, okay, average co-hosts. We've got Dr. Chad. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And we've got Commissioner Birch. Love being normal. Love being normal. It's not a bad thing. Just embrace the normal. Average at best. It's the way to go. Um, we're checking in following week five slate of games. We've got our matchup breakdowns. We've got injury updates. We've got news, notes, and noteworthy transactions. We've got our dough and ooh of the week. And we've got our group chat moment of the week. So without any further ado, we'll go ahead and get straight on into matchup breakdowns. I'm going to turn it over to Birch for the first matchup. All right, I'm starting it out today with Tweezy BBC Times 2 versus Broncos Country. Let's ride. That sounded about as confident as Russ Wilson sounded in that press conference the other night. God. Tweezy Tweezy rode the back of Pat Mahomes and Alva Kamara to victory in this one. Mike Williams also showed up with a pretty healthy 10 catches for 134 yards, putting up 18.4 points. If anybody watched that game last night, Mahomes just kind of put on a show. He just, he and Kelsey just kept hooking up in the end zone. It was kind of ridiculous. Um, On the other side of the ball, Corey's defense and kicker did really, really well. And Hollywood Brown continues to forge his path this year into into his place as a top 10 wideout. Uh, Curious if that'll continue once Nuke comes back and more gets a little bit more established with the offense. Uh, but the biggest downer for the week for Corey was the Broncos are riding a lot less like a Bronco and a lot more like little Sebastian. Uh, it was not a good week for Corey. Hopefully there are brighter days ahead. Yeah, so with this matchup, uh, I really wanted to point out a couple of things with Mike T., um, Patrick Mahomes, like Birch said, doing Patrick Mahomes things. You know, if anybody were to stack him and Travis Kelsey together, that would just be, like, really dangerous. Um, what's really disappointing for what happened with Mike T this week is his running back room has kind of taken a massive hit. Um, not only did Naheem Hines get dropped in the very first uh play of the actual game but you know Devin Singletary didn't really do anything either this week and then you also have to think what's really interesting to me is Michael Carter who is still able to put up 16 points like the Jets are actually it looks like the Jets are actually finally hitting it um, but more importantly Hawkinson finally fell back to earth from what four touchdowns last week yeah we didn't we didn't I thought we've moved on to some of that we didn't need to bring that we did up. not we have that's, to really that's, talk about that's some fresh wounds appreciate you just digging those <laughs> open again but yeah um, on Corey's side of the ball however uh, Corey lost for Sean Penny which we'll talk about later but yeah that Broncos country they just they are just not writing dirty they are not writing clean they're just not really right they're they're like a tricycle with one wheel that's just like flat, so it's just kind of a little dilapidated. And he's really committed. Corey's really committed. He even has the kicker rostered, which honestly is probably one of the better positions to have roster for that offense because they can get it to the 40. They just don't really do much after that. 
Um, and Birch, you said, I know you mentioned uh, Hollywood Brown being a top 10 wide receiver. He's actually top five. So he, yeah. which is really impressive because he had a pretty bad showing week one. Um, mm-hmm. So I hate watching Arizona and I'm invested heavily in that on my team. But Hollywood's been putting up good numbers and I think that's going to remain the most part even after um, Nuke returns. But we'll see how that goes. He's had a lot, a lot of volume. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that's where it's going to come back to earth a little bit. But I'm kind of with you, Murphy, because what I think will happen is the targets that he's going to miss out on are going to be a little bit more of that underneath stuff. And with Nuke there, the defenses are going to have to respect the underneath area where Nuke tends to live. And Hollywood's going to get back to running flies, which he loves. Yeah. Like so he's, he's, I think it's going to kind of balance itself out with higher touchdown upside and bigger bombs. And not only that, he's also going to have the lesser coverage because the, the cornerback won and, and they're, they're going to be mainly shadowing Nuke. So he's going to get the lesser coverage, and that's probably going to work in his favor. Um, it's tough for Corey, and I don't know how this happens, but he's got two elite defenses rostered. So, I mean, week to week, it's like, who do I start? Do I start the Niners or the Cowboys? I've never known anybody to have that problem. Um, he was over at my house this weekend, and he was just losing it because the Cowboys were just killing it. And it a couple moves here and there, that probably could have made a difference. But the rest of his team didn't really do much. Um, Mixon has been underperforming for most of the season. But, I mean, the volume has been there all year for him. Oh, yeah, there. Um, Brandon Cooks, what's going on with him? I think that's just more of an evening out of the offense where they have Nico Collins that they can actually throw to. So Brandon Cooks isn't just the guy. Not only that, but they have a solid running back that they can run a little bit of the offense through as well. So I, I you mean, mean I David Johnson isn't there anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not Rex Burkhead. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is still like a solid wide receiver too, so I wouldn't give up on him. Um, he's still like. A, a really good wide receiver, so I wouldn't panic that much for Cooks. Now, I, I just to switch over to Mike T, and we've given this matchup a lot of a lot of time, so we can move on after this. Um, Alvin Kamara had a, a pretty damn good day, um, but just think about how, how good his day could have been if a certain right. tight end didn't take like a lot of those like red zone carries. We'll talk about that later. Okay, but yeah, he put up twenty points. Um, and he had he had good volume probably for the first time all season. So, but I think he's banged up. Or I know Birch, you mentioned something about it, but we'll talk about that later if it's actually worthwhile. Well, um, but yeah, congratulations, con- Tweezy! Yay, Mike! Yeah, it's a nice job, Michael. So next matchup we've got we've got Chad versus Zach. And for those not in the know, that is just do it, Dadu versus Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Um, Jonathan Taylor touchdown took this matchup by a total of 104.84 to 93.98. Um, it's a little bit closer than that score suggests. Um, this one came down to late Monday night, and I quote Dr. Perry um, by quoting this says, making Chad's butt cheeks pucker. Um, uh, a brand new kicker and some defenses made it a barn burner, um, but Chad was able to just barely squeak out a win. Um, late on Monday with this one. Uh, he got some good volume out of Stevenson in his running back slot, kind of unexpectedly, uh, partially beneficial due to an injury. We'll touch on that one later. Um, another disappointing showing from A.J. Dillon, um, and the, uh, honestly, the Packers as a whole. Um, but it looks like Brees Hall is finally coming out, and he had 26 fantasy points. So Chad's running back room is looking just fine. 
Um, speaking of running backs, pivoting over to Zach, uh, that's probably the best part of his week. Tony Pollard had a good long run and a touchdown, um, had 14 points. And Nick Chubb, still the running back one, 25 points. But his true running back one, Najee Harris, has been very concerning. I would agree. I mean, Jalen Warren's starting to eat, a, eat into his workload a bit. I have to wonder if that Liz Frank issue that he was dealing with in the preseason is still kind of carrying over, and that's part of the limited volume that he's getting. I mean, part of what made him so great last year was Big Ben, his arm was going, so he loved that check down pass. And Najee was great catching that ball out of the backfield. And these young guns are not doing that. Uh, I don't know how the rest of this year is going to look for Harris. He could rebound as if that offense rebounds. I just don't, I just don't see it this year. Yeah. I wouldn't put a lot of money behind Najee. Not like with Pickett finally starting. who's a little bit more mobile than Trubisky was. And Najee, like the thing with Najee, like you said, was Big Ben couldn't really throw it, and he had all the volume. Well, Najee's not going to get that much volume anymore with just the plays that are going to go down. They're able to throw it more now. So I would be a little bit more concerned with Najee. Um, I still love Tony Pollard, and Nick Chubb is fine. Um, I, like I said, I was very nervous this week against Zach. I really needed to win. But, and, you know, that first. I, I really was scared of Mo Alley Cox from getting two touchdowns, but I'm feeling good about my team. Brees Hall, like you said, is finally here. Um, so I'm very excited to do that. And this puts Zach in at one and four and in 12th place. So he's, he's starting to reach that little territory where he's going to start to scamper a little bit, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, congrats on the win, Chad. Congrats, sir. Oh, thanks fellas. Okay, so for this next matchup, we have the Tilt or L Tail Torino. For those not in the know, that is run by Mitch Medley at three and two, going up against Dumpster Fire, run by Brandon Talbert at two and three. Now we have the Tilt or Tilt Torino at one sixty four point six and the Dumpster Fire at one hundred two. Really great showing from a couple of players on Mitch's team. Jalen Hurts is still Jalen Hurts, getting almost 28 fantasy points. Travis Kelsey. Surprisingly, not the tight end one this week, but still four touchdowns on the Monday night game. Him and Patrick Mahomes, just an unbreakable bond. And, of course, we have Gabe Davis, the Buffalo Everybody was just firing all cylinders. Just really, really took it to uh, <clears throat> excuse me to uh, Pittsburgh this week on three catches. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, um, he averaged sixty yards a catch. Just insane. Uh, really impressive on Mitch, Mitch's side. Um, Brandon's, however, like he it it wasn't bad, just not great. Uh, Joe Burrow putting up a respectable seventeen. Josh Jacobs is who I really wanted to talk about. Um, he was just tearing off these really good, average chunk plays throughout all last night. Jerry Judy and Melvin Gordon, again, kind of heavily dependent on the Broncos. Not a solid move right there. Um, overall, though, if it really wasn't for those three big players that uh, Mitch had, it'd be a little bit closer for a matchup, but that's just the way it felt. 
Yeah, congrats on congrats to Mitch uh, with his 165, 164 points, whatever it is. Um, that probably puts him at what 38th on the all-time scoring list. <laughs> Something so, like that. Nice job. But yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, Gabe Davis, and Jalen Hurts. I mean, the three of them give him just about 90 points on the week. It's going to make him tough to beat when any of those players are going off. Um, Chris Olave went out on a nice little concussion, which was a little impressive. That dude caught a touchdown like while he was like fully like knocked out. Um, also a little scary, but still impressive. Um, yeah, Mitch might have a little bit of a, an injury problem next week. Um, I'm surprised. Anybody else surprised that he benched uh, David Montgomery this week when he was when he was coming back? Uh, I mean, the risk of him being on a snap count and also splitting the work with Khalil Herbert, I get it. Or um, that ankle. Yeah, and then, you know, the hope that because Algiers is the main guy in the backfield, now going up against Tampa Bay, I would personally have not have done that if I had other options. But I think he was trying to make a big brain move. I guess as, a, I guess as, a, as a lowly Falcons fan, he was probably trying to be optimistic. Um, I was. It didn't. Obviously, it didn't hurt me. No, it, it didn't. didn't. He was him. he was able to take that chance. Um, so nice, nice job, Mitch. Congrats on your fortieth all time scoring point leading. I don't know what the fuck it is. Whatever. Um, congrats on the win. Congrats, buddy. Good job, Next up, we've got Tankles versus Post, and that is Baby Got Dak versus Daniel Post Season. Post was able to take this one with a final total of 124.3 to 85.6. Uh, what really stands out on uh, to me in this matchup was uh, quarterback play, or should I say lack thereof. Uh, <laughs> on the two quarterbacks that started for the week, we had Teddy Bridgewater and Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff was the leading point getter, um, which normally would be like a round of applause, but he had 5.8 points, which is pretty pathetic. He played the whole game. Teddy Bridgewater had zero points. He played like a drive. So, understandable. Um, but and passed the concussion protocol tests, but not the new concussion protocols they instilled this past weekend. Yeah, I think we may see more of an impact on that going forward. I think when somebody's out they're probably going to be out at least for a little bit. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And I mean, you also still have, um, not to take it sideways, but Hunter Renfro was out for like four games or three games with a concussion. So I think they might be taking it a little more different specifically after what happened with Tua, but post in this one had really good play from his running backs. And that's really about it. Um, and his kicker, um, he had 33 points from Eckler, 18 points from Damian Pierce and 30 points from Leonard Fournette. Um, and then his kicker, Daniel Carson, Carlson, got him 16 points on Monday night. Um, nobody else on his team scored over eight points. So just a good, a, a good solid week from his running backs, and his bench didn't really do anything crazy, but um, he's got some depth at running back, which is really kind of impressive just to see because Travis Etienne had 12 points on his bench. Uh, Mike Boone had 10 points on his bench. So he needs help in the, run, in, in, in the receiving core. Um, that's, that's what I'm seeing that's really standing out to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to take into account that on Post's team, he had not one, but two donuts. He had double donuts from Teddy Bridgewater and Darren Waller and still put up 124 points. 
only due to his running back room. So, I like you said, his running back room is great. And uh, Daniel Carlson put it over the edge. Tank, uh, he got a really good performance out of Raheem Mostert, uh, which is personally kind of surprising. I didn't think you know anybody in the Miami running back room is going to be like outstanding. But he was able to do it. Cooper Cup is still Cooper Cup, no matter what. You always have that to fall on. Um, I believe Tank will be getting DeAndre Swift back uh, after the bye week, so uh, in week seven. Yes, in week seven. So that will hopefully fix some of his um, running back problems, although he did happen to lose Damian Harris for potentially a couple weeks. So um, Tank Good, good on. I mean, Jared Goff had to come back to earth at some point as well. I mean, Tank Tank's one and four, but he's one and four with, I think, what three of his top draft picks out with with DeAndre Swift. Keenan Allen has played what like a quarter all season, and then Dak. Yeah. So I mean, it, those guys coming back could could propel Tank down the stretch. His his team could be looking markedly different here in the next two weeks if those guys can actually get healthy and, and get in the field for him. Mm-hmm. But congrats on the win post. Way to go, post man. The next matchup we're going to cover is hashtag I'm trying. Coming into this matchup at 4-0 against Pitter Patter, who came into this matchup at 1-3. Uh, oh, yeah. God. God. I heard enough about this all week. This was just all week, just nonsense. This matchup is... Now, lovingly titled the Bothersome Bowl, because it's the one matchup that's so special we'll only let them play against each other once a year (laughs) because the rest of the league can't take more than once a year. Uh, But regardless, the one coming into this matchup who started talking all the shit from the very beginning at 4-0... took loss on this one thanks in large part to trey's random pick up and play at the tight end position Taysom hill came in scored four touchdowns and put up 36.84 points which is super impressive uh justin wow. herbert how about i say justin herbert showed up did did his job only put up 14.4, which is less than normal, but that's because that Austin Eckler wouldn't let him score any touchdowns. Yeah, he threw, he threw for like um, under 250 yards this week. Yeah. 228 yards through the air, but only one touchdown because Eckler took them all. Dalvin Cook finally came to play football for the first time this year. He put it in the end zone twice, put up 25 points. Um, and, of course, the the strength of Trey's team, that defense and kicker, both came through with double-digit points, as they usually do. Um, however, on the other side, Dehan, Josh Allen did everything he possibly could to pick him up, carry him on his back. Him and Devontae Adams combined for 60 points between them. However, the rest of the team pretty much let Dehan down. Barkley put up 18, but then it went – Sanders at 7.4. Higgins gave him a bagel. The whole bottom half of his roster put up six points or less. And it, it's hard to win a week that way. He still got up to 108 points and would have beat a number of people in the league this week, even with that terrible showing on the bottom half. Just just to point out, the yo-yoing of Amari Cooper's performances continue. 
Um, he put up 17 points on Dehan's bench. It uh, wouldn't have been enough to get him the win, but it definitely would have put him in a better position than any of the other receivers he started outside of Devontae Adams. Um, not that really – I mean, the only person that I probably wouldn't have benched would, would have been St. Brown. Um, and I get he played Dobbins really on, on the hot streak that he had last week and didn't really get the carries on that. But, yeah, I mean – he really put his foot in his mouth on this one. We we all, at least the three of us, know better than than to tempt the devil gods. That is that is Trey and the trades. Um, Dehan is. I made the mistake last year. I will never make it again. Dehan still, still has trades. He just can't get over it. Yeah, you always keep your mouth shut. Not out of like fear, but just like the universe will will do something. Um, on Trey's side of the ball. I just wanted to bring up how Dalvin Cook had the best uh, game of the season so far at 25.1. So, you know, kind of the people people were a little bit nervous about how Dalvin Cook was going to perform, and he's finally doing what people drafted him to. Clyde finally came back to earth and got a reasonable amount of points for Clyde edwards Lair. He, he, he was like, I think, a yard short last night for a touchdown. Um. Elsewhere on Dehan, again, I think Dehan's team is still really solid. He just kind of got hurt by injuries with T. Higgins and Amon Ra and Pat Fryer. Like, it was just a kind of a perfect storm, actually, that I think took Dehan down. But again, there's a reason that happened. Now, I'm not a superstitious man. I'm, I'm a little stitious. You don't, you just got to keep your mouth shut. You keep your mouth shut and keep going forward. That's all you do. I mean, you can keep talking your shit if you want, but I don't think it's going to age well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Trey had some good puns this week. I think D'Handy had some good puns with their like team, like players on their team. But overall, the entire just—if you guys are going to do that, just do it via text. Like the, the other, ten, <laughs> the other ten people in the league don't really care about it. So, yeah. And I think there was a candy. I, th- I think there was a candy bar at stake at some point. I saw something about like a Mister Good bar, and like yeah, a, and a, a crackle, which like are two of the lamest candy bars like in the world. Like just just throwing that out there. Like the taste buds in this matchup are just bothersome as well as just the talking going back and forth. So everything about Speaking this. Matchup, have you gotten your M and M's yet? No, I have not. I was going to met. I was going to bring that up during the news and notes, but I'm glad you brought it up. Fuck you, Mitchell. It's been like three weeks, and I still have no M and M's on my doorstep. I won that bowl fair and square when I when you beat me last year. I made sure Amazon delivered your M and M's timely. I don't know what's going on. Well, uh, to finish that one out, congratulations, Pitter Patter. Hopefully, you'll get at least one of your namesakes back into your lineup next week. Um, Sucks to be you, Dehan. Stop talking shit. Way to go, Trey. Danica! Okay, so for our matchup of the week, we have Murphy's football team at three and two going up against Going Nuclear at two and three. Murphy's football team obviously run by Murphy and Going Nuclear by our fearless commissioner. The final score was 122.7. Murphy's football team defeated by 130.76 by going nuclear. Murphy's football team had a decent showing out of Kyler Murray. And, of course, his wide receiver studs of Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs just cannot be stopped, as well as Devontae Smiggs actually putting up some very good numbers. However, you could not stop the choo-choo train that is going nuclear. The Yeti with 26 points. Points. Jeff Wilson Jr. with almost 20 points. 
but most surprisingly was to turn out a Birch's wide receiver core. Tyler Lockett putting up almost 25 points. That Geno Smith can really get it to him. And the surprising play of the Indianapolis rookie Alex Pierce getting him 12 points. We don't need to talk about the super stack of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. That is what it is. Overall, Birch's team is looking pretty solid this week. Murphy, you, it still looks good. You guys would have beaten the majority. I think you guys would have been beating everybody else if you would have played anyone. Oh, wait, no. Um, you guys so, have- and I live in matchup hell. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's uh, this is what like my third matchup in the week in the row, and I think I've only won one of them, maybe. Um, oh, he's got season tickets. I know. I it's think just, that's fair. I, I think I think the league is kind of balancing itself out over time this season, but overall, you guys both gave up a really good performance, but Birch was just able to squeak out just an extra eight point oh four points from you. So it was it was a rough it was a rough night on Sunday. Like just to switch mm-hmm. to pivot over, like I was heavily invested in the baseball playoffs just because, like I don't know, my Mets were playing and they it was like a do or die game on Sunday, and my heart just got ripped out very quickly. And then I looked at fantasy. I was like, oh, I've got a chance. I was like, Lamar is, is underperforming. Yeah, no, it, it went away pretty quickly, too. So, yeah, it was it, just not a good weekend for me. Nice job, Birch. It, it, it hurt. Thank you. I was a little worried. I mean, Jefferson and Diggs did what they did. For for the first time, you had them both go off for 20-plus. I feel like you've kind of seesawed back and forth between the two over the past few weeks. Whenever they did that early, I was like, this could get rough, but then Tyler Lockett came through, and that was yeah, that was unexpected. That was the biggest thing all weekend for me. That was unexpected. Like I don't think I, I, I don't think I looked the at whole first half. He had like nothing. I hadn't looked half. at the matchups because like him and Drake London were really doing nothing for a while, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And I'm watching Red Zone, and I'm like, I'm watching Tyler Lockett just go off, and I'm like, it doesn't even it, dawn it on me. It doesn't even click on me that you have him, and then I look at the roster, and I'm just like what the fuck? I was like, where did this come from? And then I look at Tyler Lock and I'm like, God damn it, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not ideal, not great, but it is what it is. Murphy's football. Best ninth ride. round pick I could ask for. I mean, no, Tyler Lockett, I think every week except for week one, he's gotten over 10 points. He's good. He's, been, he's, he's good. steady, very good. Like I said, I, the big thing is, is we, everybody doubted the Seahawks offense. We all thought it was going to be garbage. I mean, everybody I, thought it yeah, was I still, I mean, experts. Yeah. ESPN doesn't matter. Everybody thought they were going to be. I love how everybody was sucking the dick of the Broncos offense and like everybody wanted pieces and nobody wanted to touch the Seahawks. And it is the exact fucking opposite in reality. I asked, I asked this question last week and you guys just both kind of scoffed at me. Rest of season, Russell Wilson or Geno Smith? Knowing, no, knowing now, anymore. knowing now that Russ has that shoulder issue. I think I'd I think I'd ride with 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 Gino at this point. I think I would like, rather have Gino at this point too, knowing about the injury. Like not right. even just the injury, but like Gino's put up like I think like the last four weeks. I think he was like the number two rated quarterback, like six, seven, and like mm-hmm. four. Like he's been. I think he's the eighth overall quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, and that's I, and that's including like the first couple weeks where they kind of had training wheels on on him because they didn't yep. really know what they had. Yeah, and I I, I kind of have to agree. I mean, unfortunately, it's if if you're riding or die, if you're ride or die with you know Russell Wilson, it's it's time to die. It's scary. Uh, it's, I'm, see, the thing is, I'm not happy. I'm not. I'm not on that ride. Like that's what I'm oh, happy yeah. about. 
from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Geno is in the perfect position. They have to let him cook because that defense can't stop anybody. Whereas in Russ's situation, that defense is actually really good. Yeah. So they can actually let Russ just turn around and hand it off over and over again. And from a fantasy perspective, yeah, I would rather have Geno the rest of the year easily. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be playing from behind far more often. I just, I just want to point out that I asked, I asked this question last week, and you both scoffed at me like this was such a stupid question. Things can change very quickly in fantasy football. Very quickly, no, good. you're totally right. And I just think it's really interesting how, like, who would you rather play now? Would you rather have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, or would you rather have Metcalf and Lockett? I've always even even going into the draft, I thought that they were the better two receiver. Like Sutton has extreme injury history. Judy really hasn't proven anything. And Met and you can compare them to like Metcalf, like physically, if you give Metcalf like a decent quarterback, he's one of the best receivers in the game. Like you know, I'll, I'll physically. Give you that and then Lockett Lockett Lockett's been ridiculous like Lockett's been an underrated receiver for his entire career. He's just too, he's too, he fluctuates too heavily. But so does Mike Evans. Mike Evans has done this. No, Mike Evans always gets a touchdown. Yeah, but when Mike Evans Evans doesn't show up, he he very much underperforms, kind of like Tyler Lockett. And when Tyler Lockett shows up, Tyler Lockett gets like 35 or 40 fantasy points. But you draft Tyler Lockett like Burst does in like the 6th, 7th, 8th round, something like that. Entire game, he has like three or four big games, and then and this is true. I'm not saying it is now. He has like three or four big games, and then the rest of the rest of the time of the season, he's fucking nothing. What's interesting to me is that this year he has been consistent of at least ten fantasy points over the over the past like four weeks. The difference that between this year and previous years is the volume. Like in previous years, he would have these huge games because he'd have one or two multi-touchdown games where he'd catch four or five passes for 130, 40 yards because they were throwing it deep. This year it's a different, a whole different system. He's getting 10 to 12 looks a game. So he's getting anywhere from six to nine catches a game. And there's just so much more he can do with it that way. I mean, the consistency is better this year because of the ball. What's interesting, yeah. look, I'm looking at his stats from the last couple of years, uh, 1,057 yards, 1,054, and 1,100 last year. Um, he's already got 406 receiving yards on the year through five games. I know. That's um, fucking, that's really. So He's ahead. Yeah. He's ahead of where he usually is. Oh, way ahead. He, he could finish at 15. Way ahead. Um, it'll be interesting where he goes the next rest of the season. But regardless, congrats on the win, Birch. Well-deserved win. I shouldn't have wished you ill will on this podcast last week. So, Kind of did bit me in the bit me in the ass. Nice job, Birch. Congrats. That's okay. Dehan learned the same lesson this week. Yeah. You're in the same boat as Dehan. Come on, you're man. Just... Like you got to. No, stop. you're not in the same boat as him. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's pretty much talked himself into a hole for a few weeks at this point. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that covers our matchups for Week Five. Um, nice job. Congrats to all of our winners. I'll turn it over to my colleagues for our dough and woohoo. And now it's time for your dough move of the week. Dough, 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 dough. All right, I am going to be presenting the dough of the week this week. Um, oddly enough, we didn't really have anything crazy to go on this week that 
that noted a player benching that was going to affect anybody's score. So we actually went with the thing that affected a matchup as a whole to begin with. Um, Dehan, you're getting the dough of the week because <laughs> you poked the luck tray bear. Um, you should know better than this by now. I mean, last year there was water bet you took, you lost that. Don't talk shit to Trey. It will never go well. Again, not from Trey. That's fine, but just the universe itself will go. That's again. true. Yeah, it, it it doesn't like gloating or anything of that nature. So, yes, we were very proud of you for being 4-0. Act like you've been there before, bud. But he hasn't. He hadn't. <laughs> he hadn't been there before. So this was all just relatively new territory. He was just feeling it out. I, I mean, to a certain extent, I can't fault the man. This is your first time there. It's, I am. It, it's, it's like, those, it's like when, when like a defensive player may, or any, anybody may, is really excited to make a touchdown and they just throw the ball out of bounds before they cross the goal line. That's kind of what happened. I, mean, I I told Dehan earlier today this, and I'll I'll put it on record. I'm I'm rooting for Dehan to like do very well this season. I would like to if if I don't win the championship, I would like to see Dehan win the championship in that order. Well, fuck um, you. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I think that would be a very very funny. I, I'm I'm in it for like the comedy of real life, and I just funny. I, I just think it'd be funny. Yeah. Was Trey, was Trey winning and cursing the entire world not funny enough for you last year? You knew- uh, Trey was pretty aggressively sucking his own dick last year. D Han's not really sucking his own dick. He he he's been he's been very good with his team, but did he's you, not the one saying my team is fucking awesome. Did you not pay attention to the entire group chat this past week? That was a that was between him and Trey. Let's if we take the whole season, these five weeks going on right now that was only directed towards trey and he actually said that in the in the group chat he did that point that out team. but he also he also like going back he also made wagers uh if he beats all three of us he gets to come on as like a guest host because he was extremely cocky so i'm just gonna point that out there too in all fairness i was also provoking him and saying hey you're on a hot street start making some water bets too so again i think it's we're all kind of pushing him to be this way but you know, he's he's earning his shit talking so far. Is, <laughs> is just my point. Well, we'll we'll see if he keeps it he's up. He's hashtag trying. We'll see if he keeps <laughs> we'll see if he keeps up his uh, his trash talk or his trying next week. All right, so I get the privilege of what the O or the O of the week, and we actually pretty much figured this out Sunday. We all did not want to do this, but there's just no other way to do it. Trey, for your big brain move of picking up Taysom Hill off the waivers due to Kyle Pitts' injury, plugging him in there, you get the ooh of the week. Wait, did you it. did you say Taysom Hill or did you say Christian McCaffrey? Oh, uh, right. I mean, I, I get those guys confused because they're very comparable. Um, I mean, they're both white with blonde hair, so I mean... I know. I get most white people confused as well. Um, they all look the same. I mean, it, it was really impressive. However, I mean, like he did have uh, three touch, he had three fucking touchdowns, which is just four. so crazy. Four, if you count his passing touchdown. He had four. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 three rushing and one passing touchdown. I don't. 
I don't think this is going to stay. I don't think this is going to maintain. But maybe the coaching staff will be like, well, look what we have here. We have a great gadget guy. Let's give him some more. We will see, but I will give you this decision, Trey. That was a good decision you made. I mean, so, it's n- it's not fair when you have a running back and a quarterback in your tight end slot, but, I mean, that's that's how the chips lie. So yep, Fun fact, he's the number three tight end right now. Yeah, because he put up like 35 points on one week. Who's right. uh, one is one is obviously Kelsey. I'm assuming two is Andrews. Uh, yes, I believe so. And I think four is uh, Hawkinson. Just is four Hawkinson? Hawkinson? I think it might be Ertz. Is it? I don't know that. Ertz, I, Ertz, I, I don't, Ertz has been pretty solid on the season so far. I'm actually curious where this lies. Goddard five. No, I yeah, Hawkinson is four. Jeez, okay, Ertz is six. Just after last week, so. Jesus. Um, ridiculous. Yeah, it's again. That was a big brain move you made, Trey. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah, nice <laughs> job. All right, let's move on over to the news and notes because we don't need any more of that. Um, we've had one team name change, and it's the same person as always this week. We had Mitch change his name to the Tilt or El Tiltarino. Uh, waiver wire and ads um, Saturday morning we had post ad Teddy Bridgewater as his streaming quarterback not a good ad but it was an ad nonetheless that I felt like should be just mentioned a second time um, Trey added Odell Beckham Jr. who will clog up a roster spot for the next few weeks on for him uh, Birch used his fourth waiver priority to snag Lat Murray um, just trying to get a piece of that Denver backfield see how that works maybe he'll be active next week um, Post used a second waiver priority to add Mike Boone, who actually had a pretty good showing this week. We'll see if it kind of continues or if Murray kind of eats into that. Um, we also had Birch use another waiver priority to add Alec Pierce. Um, it started him against me, and that paid off well, and I don't like to admit that. Um, kicking it over to trades, uh, only one trade this week, and it was kind of a big one. Uh, we had uh, Chad and Dehan. Um, Chad got some receiver help in T. Higgins in exchange for Tyler Higby. And was there another player in this trade? Yes. Uh, Josh, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, Reynolds that's right. Higby. Um, Josh Reynolds. So Josh Reynolds and Higby for T. Higgins. Um, I think I know who won this trade. I'm going to say Chad. Just he got the better player. I'm not going to say anything. Sounds involved in it. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, I just I think T. Higgins is the better player. I mean, obviously he's injured, so it could pay off poorly. But, um, yeah. I mean, Higby's been having a great season. Um, and Reynolds is no slouch, but he, he's not T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea with get because he mentioned that he needed, you know, help, and I have – I had two solid tight ends in Higby and in Njoku, so I'd rather, you know, kind of get rid of one of them and beef up another area that I'm weaker at. Yeah, and if I just elaborating on that, if I were you, I'd, I'd rather keep Njoku over, over Higby as well. I just think his stats are, are, are more sticky um, in that end. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... You definitely had, you had a wealth of options there at tight end, so it was smart of you to move one of them mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, thank you, fellas. Yeah. Well, that covers our news, notes, and noteworthy transactions this week. Um, I will pass it over to Dr. Sunshine for our injury update. Now it's time 
for our in-house medical specialist, the esteemed Dr. Professor Charles Hamilton Perry. I think he's a doctor. Maybe not a medical doctor. Yeah, so we have a couple of big injuries this week. Um, the first one that I kind of want to talk about, not as serious, but we have Tyreek Hill. He uh, left the game on Sunday in a walking boot. Um, there's an issue with his foot. Somebody stepped on it, but it's probably not going to be serious. Uh, T. Higgins, the player that I just received, um, he was questionable with an ankle injury, and he was on a pretty heavy snap count of just 10 before he exited the game, giving D. Hand that unfortunate zero for him. Uh, another really important one, though, that I kind of wanted to talk about was Chris Olave. He actually got a concussion in the third quarter against the Seahawks, and we have no idea what this is going to do, considering that we have these new concussion protocols. He may not just – he may play this week, but with these new protocols, I highly doubt that. So, I mean, with these new protocols, what are we thinking, guys? I mean, do, do we know – do, do we have a good idea of what could possibly happen? Well, the main thing that they added in was the ataxia being part of what would determine whether you're ruled out for a game. And, in the game, yeah. Yeah, in the game. That's just in the game. And yeah. that was what ruled Teddy Bridgewater out this past weekend. He mm-hmm. passed all of the underlying concussion tests and all of the past protocols. But the fact that he came up and showed symptoms of ataxia that held him out for the remainder right. of that game. Same so thing happened with Olave. Olave went rigid at when he got popped. Yeah, for those who don't know what uh, ataxia is, it basically means like you just have very poor uh, voluntary muscle control pretty much and just not very good uh, coordination. And, yeah. Um, so is that, who- does that happen when they're on the field? Like, do they make that decision when they're on the field and they see something? Or is that something they, like, they'll make that decision, like, in the locker room? Because if they're, No, like, it's, if- it's tests after they're off, after they get the hit and then they get it off the field. It's not like they're Okay, because, the well, yeah, because both, both you guys were referencing the hit. Like, like, Olave looked limp when he got hit, like, and just basically went n- dead, looked like, for a little bit. Because um, if that's the case, no, then... But- it, if it was like when I mean, that Sunday when Tua got up and looked drunk, yeah. and like yeah. Naheem Hines got up on Thursday, so if they so if they if they look so that's kind of what happened with Olave. Then I'm assuming that he looked mm-hmm. completely conked yeah. out, so he was ruled out like that. So then, yeah, that's that's going to change a lot of things moving forward because you're yes, not right. you're not going to have so people kind of coming back in. For sure, out that game. I'm saying, well, what's this going to mean going forward in, like, the long term? Because, again, people were scared shitless after what happened to us. So my money is on at least this week. He will be. He will not play. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. There's a bigger concussion concern that uh, we haven't touched on yet that I'm curious if you're going to bring up. That's who I'd expect to miss multiple games. Talk about Fryermuth? That's the one. Yeah, actually, he was going to be next. Um Again, like Murphy said, Frymuth uh, left the third quarter, actually, just like Olave against the Bills with a concussion, and now he has hit his third concussion of his career. Well, that's, so, that's just of his NFL career. I mean, if, just, this, yeah, if, this man, not, if this man has three in, like, a year and a quarter, I don't know how many he's had before this. 
Mm-hmm. And it's kind of falling, I don't want to say at a perfect time, but when the NFL is taking concussions more seriously, he could be out for a couple weeks. He could be out for a couple weeks again. That was pretty rough. Also, it's, the Steelers just aren't doing well either. So, I mean, if they're no. – I don't, I don't think Tomlin's one to just kind of phone it in specifically at this point. But if this lingers a couple weeks, I wouldn't be surprised just to see him kind of get shelved. Right, just take his time. Um, the next uh, injuries are also pretty big. Uh, this is probably the biggest one to hit the running backs. Uh, he uh, is going to undergo surgery on his fibula, and he will officially miss the rest of the season. Um, That's initially, it was That's... an ankle injury, but after further testing, they saw that he had a fractured fibula, so... Penny, who is notorious for getting hurt at some point during the season and missing a couple games, he is officially out for the rest of the season. Yeah, and that's Rashad Penny. I think your internet connection kind of went out there for a second when you oh, no, said right. the name. When you said, uh, it was right when you said the name, and I was like, who is he talking about? And then you said fractured, and I was like, okay, it's Penny. Um, so yeah. Yes, it is Rashad Penny again. I'm working on the internet. Um, I'm going to get a hard line connection in the next couple months. That's so. really the only time it's happened. Right? Yeah, that's great. It's been pretty good. Um, Mitch, Mitch will still find something to complain about, though. Of course. Yeah. Um, the next You're never going to like Mitch. <laughs> You're never going to bitch like Mitch. Um, the next uh, major running back injury we got was actually Damian Harris. Um, he is most likely going to miss multiple games after tweaking a hamstring in the second quarter. Uh, we don't really know how long he's going to be out. It's a soft tissue injury, so that could be a couple of weeks, just depending on the severity of it. Uh, the next one we have actually for running back is Connor. He actually got a rib injury in the third quarter uh, against the Eagles. Uh, Kingsbury said that he's fine, but again, we're not going to know anything. You know, we're not going to have a better idea until tomorrow. He was running um, well too. That sucked. Yeah. Um, there was a point in that game where Eno Benjamin was literally the only running back they had that was healthy. Yep. <laughs> So, Eno Benjamin is about to do pretty well. Uh, so, whoever got him, you know, good on you. You probably have something there. Uh, these other two are the quarterbacks that um, they weren't injured this week, but I just kind of wanted to touch on them considering um, how important they probably are. Uh, Dak, his thumb, uh, he potentially could return soon. He needs to make a couple, a few more strides. Uh, they're doing pretty well with Cooper Rush, so I don't think they're going to rush him back, but he's looking better and better according to uh, – accounts the next one however is Tua just because I love this quote from Mike McDaniel he said on Monday that uh, Tua is not ready to do football stuff yet (laughs) which is just perfectly vague yet specific enough to make you think that he's probably not going to play uh this week um but honestly surprised he's not on the IR yeah I that that again, we keep talking about it, but that injury was just so scary. And like I said, I just I, I'm surprised they didn't just go ahead and say, you know what, let's shut him down for four weeks. Yeah, um, and considering Bridgewater, who also just got a concussion, we will see if he plays this week. If not, Miami is going to be kind of QB list. I don't even know who their third stringer is. It's at this the point. seventh rounder. He had a really good preseason. I think he was like okay. the honestly, I think he was the best quarterback like in preseason. Like he had a ridiculous um for like three weeks. Um but yeah. I do expect Bridgewater to be back though, because like I said, he passed all the other tests. The only reason he didn't come back in was because of the attacks he 
So it really depends on how the other tests go this week and what other protocols they intend on implementing throughout this week. Yeah. Well, we will see. Um, been kind of going, this is a kind of a longer injury update. So, yeah, those are the major injuries of the week. Thank you, Dr. Chad. We appreciate your medical diagnosis, diagnoses. Analyses. Whatever. We appreciate your, your medical professionalism. Gotcha. Again, not a doctor. Well, not a physician. All right. Um, that covers our update with Dr. Chad. I'm going to kick it over for our GCMOW with Commissioner Birch. All right. This week's group chat moment of the week, it was a very, very slow week in the group chat overall. We really didn't didn't have anything crazy going on. So we kind of defaulted to the Halloween decorating conversation that we had basically kind of the holiday decorating conversation overall um chad's talking about how his neighborhood kind of goes all out he's he's going all out this year he's super proud of the work that he's put in so we'll we'll be getting a picture in the group chat soon to see what it looks like so that video that you sent over with with rose and like the giant fucking skeleton was that your yard or was that your dad's Oh, the giant skeleton is my father's. So, again, we're kind of having this unofficial pissing contest. He's going for, like, actually scary, and I'm going for, like, more cutesy scary. I'm going more disney you know, Halloween. He's going for actual – he spent, like, 400 fucking dollars on a giant animatronic skeleton. So who's judging uh, Who's judging this pissing contest? Uh, I mean, I guess just, like, the neighborhood – so far, you know, we're doing pretty well. I had kids stopping and seeing, like, our blow-up Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie, and I have, like, a zero that's floating in the air and everything. So we have a little graveyard and shit. So we're, we're, we're going – I have to finish it up this week. I'm about halfway done. So hopefully next week I'll be able to give you guys a video tour. So, yeah, I just think, you know, we're all in our 30s. We have kids. We own our home. So why the fuck not, you know, start decorating for it? So I want to – your tombstones, what kind of tomb are they like? Are they named? Like, are they labeled? Or are they just like blank tombstones? Ooh, they're blank, but you just gave me an idea. I think I know so, what your idea is. Oh, I'm totally going to do that idea. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. Is it like, does it have anything to do with this league? I don't know. Maybe, man. <laughs> I would totally just put the names of like the fantasy teams that you've beaten. <laughs> I completely agree. Like I think, I, I think Von Miller did that like uh, a couple of years ago, where he just put like a bunch of like he did like decorate this house, and he put like quarterbacks' names on like on all these tombstones, like of just like people that he sacked before that he's going to sack. Um, I just think it's cool. That would be just a cool idea. That'd be fine. But again, I'm very averse to shit talking because as soon as I open my mouth, I just get smacked by the universe. So. I mean, it wouldn't really be shit talking. It would just kind of be like, I beat them. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, y'all, I'll give you a video within the coming week, within like the next two weeks. And then Christmas, totally going to do Christmas again. Is Rose, uh, this is just a side chat, is Rose decorating or is Rose like, are you dressing Rose up for Halloween? Yeah, we're going as uh, so. I'm going to be Alan Grant. Allie's going to be Ellie Sattler, and Rose is going to be a, uh, a, a dinosaur. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. And, th- and then we're also going to have like a little egg for Jax. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. Nice yeah. job. It's going right. to be fucking adorable. And then I'm going to bang the shit out of Allie dressed as Ellie Sattler. <laughs> 
How about you guys? Are y'all gonna? Are y'all dressing up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are dressing Kenley up as a pumpkin. Um, nice. I, think, I think that's it. We didn't really want to do anything too crazy. Lynette's birthday is obviously on Halloween, so getting her kind of into the holiday spirit is uh, it's it's a chore. It's not really a chore, but it's it, it's going to take a, a tiered approach. So this can I make a suggestion that would be super easy? Y'all should go as Charlie Brown and Lucy, and then Kenley is the Great Pumpkin. We could do that. That actually would be a good idea. It's really um, simple. We have just we already have our costumes picked out for next year. Um, next year we're going to do the little Monsters Inc. action. We're going to dress her up as Boo. Because she'll be young enough to be able to do that. And then one of us will be Mike, and then the other one will be Sully. Gotcha. Gotcha. Birch, what about you guys? Uh, Squirrel's going as a zombie. And you are? I am me. Oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Get into it. These are memories. Nah. My daughter can't form memories yet, and I'm already doing it. Come on. Just be a zombie with us. That it, bro. What if you I just be a mummy? Like what if you just what if you just wrap I'm, yourself in toilet paper? Just like be a mummy. You can get you can get some one ply from post. He's got plenty. I'm not a costume person. I went as Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy no, for literally, no, literally no. a decade. The best <laughs> the best Halloween costume Chad ever had was when we went to Auburn and he just had like a mask. Like he a had like an eye mask and he would just walk up and he would just be like I'm mysterious. <laughs> and then people would ask, what the hell was that? I was like, I don't know. He's mysterious. I didn't see anything. <laughs> and that shit worked. <laughs> so that's, that's the laziest Halloween costume you can possibly have. Right. So at least, come on. That's, that's, that's the fucking floor, Verge. There's room for improvement. You got, a, yeah. you got a week or so to think about it. I, I say you just borrow some one ply from Post. He'd be happy to get that off of his, <laughs> off of his property. I don't know. That would tear pretty easily. Well, I mean, he's got plenty of it. You can just wrap it around a couple times. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, you can just bust on out of it. <laughs> it's clobbering time. All right, well, that covers it for this week. I think we've gotten off the rails pretty pretty, pretty nicely. Um, nice. But as always, we appreciate you guys listening on in. We appreciate you guys embracing the sparkle. And we will catch you next week for week six. Good luck at week six, everybody. Good luck, good, ev- good luck, everybody this week. I hope everybody has a great week. Don't step on my, don't step on my thing. God, I hope that works. <laughs> if there's a prize for rotten judgment, the hand has already won that. His prize this week was aggravating. You fucked with karma, why'd you do that? We know you've been winning, you talk and talk to let us know it. We can see the standings, we don't need you to walk us through it. At the rate you're going, the cycle is going, play what you're thinking, bro. This week, do play, keep your mouth shut. Don't talk, just play, keep your mouth shut. Don't still remains, your team's far from a death. You think he might have learned his lesson. He lost that waterbed last year. Yeah, he just started to test Trevor. You need reminding, so lend me your ear. Boy, you can't deny it. Trey made you look silly this week. Now don't start your crying and rankings. You're so top of early. Now you've had a blowout here. 
luxuries will blow out your regrets off in that smash. Your chance to win is still in your own hands. Don't give up a given, you just change your game plan. Shake off, don't hate, you fell into Trey's plan. Trey's doing flips, shut your lips, that's the plan. This week to play, keep your mouth shut. Don't just play, keep your mouth shut. Now don't be proud, take a tip and shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Wild card.